From WHQR Public Media, this is The Newsroom. Welcome. I'm Ben Schachman. Thank you for joining us. On today's show, we're talking about the Democratic primary election for new Hanover County Sheriff. There are two candidates, Wilmington Police Department veteran officer Kelvin Hargrove, who recently retired after nearly 30 years of service, and three-term incumbent Sheriff Ed McMahon. And they're both running to be the Democratic candidate in the general election. There's only one Republican candidate this year, so there's no primary for the GOP. With that in mind, we're focusing on this race, which will shape how the conversation about the sheriff's office evolves between now and November. Now, the sheriff is probably the most powerful single elected official in any given county. In logistical terms, the office's budget of over $60 million covers more than 500 employees, a fleet of vehicles, boats, a helicopter, and a major detention center. While the city and the county have larger budgets, for sure, they're ultimately controlled by boards of five or seven people, whereas the entire sheriff's office answers to one person, the sheriff. And unlike in most other government offices, the sheriff can legally require what's called political loyalty under North Carolina state statute. That means firing those who don't support them if they want. And while the sheriff does get most of his funding from the county budget, Sheriffs tend to get the funding they ask for, and they have mostly unilateral say over what they do with it. So, in short, that's a lot of power. The sheriff's office also sets the tone for law enforcement in the county. Take, for example, progressive practices of community policing, restorative justice, decriminalizing nonviolent drug crimes, and alternative prosecution for young offenders. These are part of Democratic Party platforms in areas all across the country. But while city and county leaders can endorse them and Democratic judges and district attorneys can help enact them, without buy-in from a sheriff, they're unlikely to move forward successfully. Sheriff's offices are also the hub of collaboration between state and local agencies. That's things like task forces with the ATF, the FBI, the DEA. For voters who want to see more serious sentences for those committing violence and participating in drug and human trafficking, those are the law enforcement partners who can help take cases to federal court. So the conversation about how a candidate for sheriff thinks about these things has far-reaching implications for New Hanover County. And this year, that conversation starts with the primary election. Historically, people pay a lot less attention to primary elections. And if you haven't kept up to date, you're at least in good company. The last time there was a primary election during a midterm year, that's a year with no presidential primary to push people to the polls, voter turnout was 10%. Yeah, that's, that's not great. Maybe that number is lower because party-affiliated voters can only vote for their own party's primary ballot. And for some, it's just not worth the hassle. They'll just wait until November and vote in the general. But there are usually some important differences among candidates, even within the same party. And we hope voters take the opportunity to be part of the conversation there. It's also definitely worth noting here that both the Democratic and Republican parties have opened their primaries up to unaffiliated voters for over 25 years. That means New Hanover County's registered voters who are unaffiliated, that's about a third of registered voters, can choose to weigh in on either the Democratic or GOP primary ballot and be part of the conversation before the general election. In any case, we hope that's food for thought. Early voting starts on Thursday, April 28th, and we'll have all the details you need to take part in the primary election on this show page. And now on to this episode's focus, the Democratic primary for New Hanover County Sheriff. First up, 
My guest is Sheriff Ed McMahon, the incumbent sheriff. He was appointed to replace retiring Sheriff Sid Causey back in 2009 and went on to win the 2010 and 2014 elections, and he was unchallenged in 2018. Sheriff McMahon, thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ben. So let's start off. uh, What made you want to run for this office again? Okay, so... For 34 years, I have been in law enforcement, and I have had the absolute privilege and honor to serve as sheriff for the last 13 years. Uh, and, and I and we have worked really hard to gain the trust and the confidence of this community. We've worked on professionalizing the sheriff's office with our hiring, our promotional process. Um, I'm sure you're probably familiar with the national accreditations that we have. We earn the first in North Carolina sheriff's office to earn what the sh- The National Sheriff's Association calls the Triple Crown, which is three different national accreditations, really just holding ourselves accountable to nationally accepted best practices. Um, And, you know, we've been through some pretty tough challenges the last few years with uh, civil unrest, with the pandemic. Uh, I was just talking to somebody, and it's like, everything going on wrong now bad, they just blame it on COVID. Mm -hmm. I don't know when we're ever going to get past that. Um, But I, I I just believe that the sheriff's office and the community need the stability and the leadership that we've provided for the past 13 years. And I'm committed to continue doing everything I can to keep this community safe, working on the partnerships, working on the collaborations. Um, I've, I've just got more to offer. So first, first big question here. Uh, there's been a lot of talk about the relationship between law enforcement and the community, especially since the George yeah. Floyd uh, civil justice protests. How do you feel about the sheriff's office relationship with the public right now? So I feel good about it. Uh, You know, you always have a segment that's going to be upset with no matter what you do, no matter what decision you make, there's going to be a segment somewhere that are unhappy with you. I'm I'm out and about. I am. I try to be everywhere. Um, I try to be out at rotaries, out in the community, um, the MLK parade. We've got the Isaiah Festival coming up. And everywhere I go... I'm getting compliments on law enforcement, on the sheriff's office, on police. Uh, so I'm, I'm feeling a lot, of, a lot of love out there and a lot of uh, positive comments. So I know there's room for improvement with law enforcement. And, and I'm working hard to do anything I can to make us better. But I believe New Hanover County respects their law enforcement. Can I ask a, a little bit of a follow-up there? Sure. You know, in terms of you know, if there's anything you could change or continue to evolve. You know, there's been talks about... The style of policing sometimes called community policing or yes. anything like that. Are, th- are there things like that that you would like to you know work on over the next four years? Ab- absolutely. I, I want to. I plan to continue being out in the community, being responsive. I'll meet with any group, anybody. I want us to be better. I want us. To, I'm never going to be satisfied. I want us to be more in the community, more a part of the community. I don't want to be reactive. Um, so absolutely, I am, I am wide open to doing everything that we can to show that, you know, we are the people's sheriff's office. I want to talk about another challenge that sure. this is not just the sheriff's office, okay. for sure. This is every yeah. law enforcement agency in the country is dealing with attrition. You know, yes. it's, uh, the struggle to retain talented law enforcement officers. Yeah. How do you approach that? So it's definitely been tougher with everything going on. Um, so we have lost some good officers that that had some tenure, had some seniority. They just decided this wasn't for them anymore. Um, Again, we have been blessed at the sheriff's office 
and I think a lot of that has got to do with our relationship with the community, that the community has really reached out and, and shown us some love in the past six months to a year. So although we have lost some, we, we are not um, like a lot of other agencies are. Um, we, we are sitting, sitting pretty well in who we have and who we've kept and in our, our hiring process, our promotional process. I think a lot of it is, you know, the first thing that we have to do is we have to pay the deputies, especially what the local surrounding areas are getting. You know, we've got to make sure that we're comparable with Wilmington, with Brunswick, with anybody that we're working with every day. Um, so that's a big thing. And, and we are. You know, the commissioners are good in that area. Um, so overall, we've really come out very well. And, and again, we just we try to do things to look after the employees. Um, we always have to hold them accountable. But overall, we really we're doing pretty well at the sheriff's office. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Newsroom from WHQR Public Media. I'm talking with Ed McMahon, incumbent candidate in the Democratic primary race for new Hanover County Sheriff. Since August of last year, there's been a lot of talk about community violence. I know yeah. I, I saw you downtown that day yes. at the shooting at the new Hanover High School. Yes. Um, and mm-hmm. there's been, you know, there's a new initiative being rolled out from the county, Port City United. Yes. And a lot of discussions around that. Yes. I'm curious how you think about the community violence issue in general and then what you think the sheriff's office role in that is. Okay. So I think sheriff's office role should be, you know, should play a major a major part of community violence. Uh, and I think you, maybe for our listeners, the, the sheriff, I, my primary responsibility is for unincorporated areas. That is what I'm primarily funded for. I'm everyone's sheriff, but I'm not funded for everyone by the commissioners. So we have over 20 deputies assigned to city task force. Um, So over 20 of your deputies are working inside the city limits, trying to do everything we can to keep the community safe. So partnering with Wilmington, partnering with our, our federal agencies, our state agencies, our state partners. But a big thing, and we've already touched on it, is community involvement. We have got to have the community behind us. So, um, yes, and perception-wise, my opinion is people believe it's worse than what it is. Now, if you're a victim, it's horrible. There's nothing I can say. If you have been a victim, it's horrible, and I'm working, so we never have any victims, which, you know, it's probably impossible. Um, But if, if you look at the facts and the figures, for the past seven years, my primary responsibility, which is the unincorporated areas, our crime rate for all crimes in the in the county, unincorporated, is down 41%. And, I mean, that's hard to say. Like, what are you talking about? We've had this. We've had that. But that's just that's the numbers we send into the state. That is, that is the crimes that we track, everything from a, a mailbox to a homicide. Um, the crime in the county is down 41% in the past seven years. In the past year... Violent crime in the unincorporated area is down 17%. So that's not by accident. We're doing the right things. We need to keep doing the right things. We need to keep working with our partners, all the local, you know, mainly Wilmington Police Department and with our federal to to keep working and never be satisfied to go after the violent offenders, 
uh, and the drug dealers and to, and to put them behind bars. And what do you think about the county's side of this, the Port City United side of this? So interesting. Um, and I think we've, we've talked a little bit that anything, we cannot arrest all these problems away, the homelessness, the drugs, the gangs. You just can't do it. You know, we need the community's help. We need society's help to do this. I am hopeful that what the county is doing is going to help. Um, you know, we talked about earlier, can I agree with any an active gang member being hired? No, but, we, you know, we've had this conversation. But does that mean that they're not going to do some positive things? I certainly hope and pray that they can help us. All right. Well, we're going to have to pause here for a quick break, but we'll be back with more questions for Sheriff Ed McMahon. You're listening to The Newsroom on WHQR. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Newsroom. I'm Ben Schachman. We're talking with incumbent Sheriff Ed McMahon, who is running in the Democratic primary election for New Hanover County Sheriff, with the hopes of moving on to the general election in November. So you're talking about your relationship with the city of Wilmington Police Department. Yeah. Obviously, there's there's partnerships with alcohol, tobacco, and firearms, yes. the Federal Bureau of Investigation. Can you say a little bit about the sheriff's office relationships with those other agencies, both at the federal level, the state level, and, and here locally, and how, how you see that? Absolutely. So I think we'll start with Wilmington PD because that's, you know, that's a big, big deal. So even in the past year to a year and a half with everything going on, uh, we have partnered even more with Wilmington Police Department. And like I said, we have over 20 deputies assigned to task force working side by side with the city police. Um, so that is as strong or stronger than ever. We have just recently, with the city police and the, the sheriff's office, combined even more of our deputies and officers under the FBI's Safe Streets Task Force, which goes after gang, violent gang members. Uh, we've been meeting with uh, federal and state prosecutors, Ben, and also Mr. Easley, uh, just in the last week, trying to say, let's target the worst of the worst, the most violent. Let's see if we can't take them federal. If you can get the feds to take the person, they're going to get more time. Statewise, we can do something quicker, but if we're just a little bit more patient and work a little bit longer and harder and we can get them, the feds to take them, they're going to go longer. So absolutely, we need to continue the partnerships. We have in the past year. We've increased Wilmington and we've increased our partnership with the FBI. And, and that always is the DEA, the ATF, Marshals, you name it. Everybody's got to be at the same table working together. And from what I see, we're, we're doing that m more now than ever. Can you say just a little bit more about the difference between making a state case and a federal case? Because this is something we've talked about with Ben David, the importance of being able to get more severe sentences for yes. more severe crimes. What does yes. that take to do? <clears throat> On my end, a lot of patience. You yeah. know, I, I'm, I like, you know, the chief and I are like, we say it and the, and the troops do it. So let's do it. Let's do it now. So what, what I have to do is just kind of be patient. 
I was just talking to the to the local head of the FBI the last couple of weeks, and he's like, Sheriff, just be patient with me. Just give us a little time. You've got to do so much more um, background information and follow-up after follow-up after follow-up. But what I've been very encouraged about with, with Mr. Easley coming in is he's actually been to town several times and getting his prosecutors involved very early on. So if you have the federal prosecutors and then Ben and his team early on, they can decide. We just want to get the bad guys. But they can decide, okay, this one looks like a really good candidate for the feds, so let's slow down and let's do more that we have to do so we can really get this person. In the meantime, let's pick off a few of these other ones with the state so we can try to keep keep denting those the, the violent crimes. Gotcha. Um, so different different issue. But, yeah. Um, I wanted to ask about both the opioid issue and the gang issue. And I bring yes. this into separate questions. Please. You know, we haven't heard as much about opioids because yeah. we've been focused on the pandemic yeah. and, and uh, social justice protests. But, you know, the numbers last year were the worst they'd ever been. Yes. What does the opioid crisis look like from your seat? It looks bad. A major, major problem. Um, the opioid, the overdoses, just overdoses and deaths are increasing every year for the last couple of years. What I've seen is when our addicts are getting their heroin, it's it's not heroin, it's fentanyl. It used to be mixed. Now, the last few big drug busts we've had, it's all fentanyl, which means it's going to be so much more powerful and it's going to cause the overdose death. And then in trying to figure out, okay, if, if one of my friends dies, then I should say I'm not going to go near that. But they are so, their thought process is so messed up if one of their friends dies, that's what they want. They want to know what was that that he had or she had, because that's what I want. Because it's not going to kill me. It's going to give me that high. You know, I'm going to get it. It's got, that's what I'm looking for. I'm chasing it. So, what we are committed to doing is, when we get the overdoses, we send a detective every overdose in the unincorporated areas, every overdose, death or non-death. We send a detective to the scene. And we, we research it. We do everything we can to get the addict help. I don't want to arrest the addict. I want them to get help. So we call our, our nonprofit partners and we call the medical people and they come out and they take care of that. But not before we get all the information we can, we go after the drug dealers. We arrested two drug dealers last year, charged them with murder. We've already done one this year, charged them with murder. Because that's, in my opinion, what's going what's to fix it. Get the addict's help. Go after the drug dealers and charge them with with homicide, and it's death by distribution. And Ben David is on board with that, um, and that's what we're doing. Trying to do that's what the city's trying to do, um, and so my opinion. But it is definitely a, a, a challenge. It's a problem. Yeah, one of the things we heard about you know years ago, pre-pandemic times, um, and we heard this from the Wilmington Police Department officers, sheriffs, deputies, EMS, paramedics, hospital mm-hmm. workers, was what we we're kind of calling Narcan fatigue. Um, yes. Uh, civil servants, cops, deputies getting tired of having to basically resuscitate the same people. Yeah. Do you still see that? And if so, how do you deal with that as the, as their boss, basically? I, I do. You know, I do. I see that. And uh, lots of times it, it could be the same same people. So, you know, time after time, the deputies are having or the law enforcement have to deal with the same person for the things they do, for the crimes they commit. But here's, you know, here's the message that, that I've told all the deputies. Look, 
modern medicine is amazing. We're saving people's lives. We, we have the, the, the medicine to do it. It's not that difficult. We've been trained on it. You, you know, we need to work to protect and serve everyone. So if we can serve someone by saving their life with the Narcan, then that's what we need to do. And again, every time we have an overdose, we've got a detective there. I think that we in the county, in the community, are getting better at getting medical, getting the nonprofits involved to help the, you know, the people that are overdosing, our addicts. Um, but yeah, it's a problem. But again, we're not, we're not God. Um, and our job, we've sworn an oath to protect and serve. And that's part of that oath. If you have something you can save someone's life, it doesn't matter who they are, or what they've done. We do everything we can to save their life. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Newsroom from WHQR Public Media. I'm talking with Ed McMahon, incumbent candidate for the Democratic primary race for New Hanover County Sheriff. A related issue, maybe the other side of the drug problem, distribution, gangs. Yes. What does the gang problem in New Hanover County look like to you? So we, we, you know, again, we have a gang problem. I think every community has a gang problem. Um, We are doing the right things to resolve that, and we've already talked about that. So I think we just need to stay committed, stay focused. In our schools, what we're seeing a lot of are not necessarily a member, but an associate. It's my big brother. It's my uncle. It's my dad. It's my mom. It's whoever. So we're seeing a lot of the associates, the associations touching them, and we're really working hard in the schools to educate our teachers and everyone else to look for signs and let's try to get to the, those kids early on. Um, and that's a big part of the school resource officer program that I love is the relationships that we can have with the students early on in elementary that will carry through. So, I mean, it's a problem and we just have to stay focused, stay committed. The new partnership or the, the increased partnership with the FBI, we've got increased partnerships with uh, nonprofits and with the medical field. So, again, all that stuff ties together. You've got the gangs, you've got the drugs, all that is tied together. There, there's some separate there, too, but a lot of it is about, you know, the, the money. Yeah. This is something I've heard from conversations with some of the uh, conservative um, county commissioner candidates mm-hmm. is that part of the gang problem is uh, illegal immigration, uh, drug, basically drug traffickers okay. from Mexico. Is that something you're seeing or is that – how does that factor in? I, I Without giving away, like, intel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Open borders, of course, are going to bring more problems. I think it may trickle to us. I think the, the problem the counties and the states that are shooting at the most are the ones that are right on the border. So, you know, when you talk about fentanyl, you know, a lot of that's coming from China. And it comes into Atlanta, Jersey, Philly, you know, all up in there. And so... I-40, 95, you know, we travel up there and get it and bring it back. Um, but for to have a direct effect right here, I think we have the trickle, but I don't see a lot of, like, direct effect where, oh, that's because the border was open. Gotcha. Um, last question. Uh, this is because, you know, the, the budget comes from the county commission. Yes. Do you feel like the sheriff's office is being adequately funded? Are there any changes you'd make to that funding and where it's going? So... I've been, for the past 13 years as sheriff, 
Uh, we've been very fortunate. I've been very fortunate. It doesn't matter what party the commissioners have been. They have always, every one of them has been reasonable. And uh, I'm allowed a little little more per the statute in my budget. So I can speak with the commissioners one-on-one. I can speak up to two at a time, but I normally try to speak at one at a time. And we'll, after I've kind of gone over it with the county manager um, and, you know, he's on board, I will generally speak to each commissioner, tell them, here's, here's, here's what I want. Here's, here's what our budget is. Here's what we need. Do they give me everything I want? No. Have they given me everything I need and some? Absolutely. So they have been very supportive, regardless of what party they are. Our county commissioners, we've been very fortunate. They've, they've been real good to the sheriff's office. All right. Well, those are all the questions we had. Okay. Final thoughts. You know, um, primary election is May 17th. Yes. Why should people put the check mark next to Ed McMahon? Okay. That, thank you. Um, again, 34 years. I've been here since 1991, so about 31 years here with the sheriff's office. The last coming up on 13 years, I have had the privilege and honor to serve as the sheriff. I've got a lot more in me. There's more things I want to do. Look at the sheriff's, look at our record. Look at how we've done. Look at your crime in the unincorporated areas is down. Um, And look at how available I've been and how I'm holding us accountable. And I just say, you know, I I really um, love to be your sheriff for another four years. All right. Well, fair enough. Uh, Sheriff Ed McMahon, uh, candidate for the primary election for sheriff, uh, the Democratic primary here in New Hanover County. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you, sir. Okay. Well, we need to take a break here, but when we come back, we'll be talking to Kelvin Hargrove, a retired Wilmington Police Department captain who spent nearly 30 years on the force and is now running for sheriff. You're listening to The Newsroom from WHQR. Stay with us. Welcome back to The Newsroom. I'm Ben Shockman. My guest now is Kelvin Hargrove. He is a retired Wilmington Police Department officer. He spent about 30 years in the service. 29. 29 years. And he is a candidate in the Democratic primary for Sheriff of New Hanover County. Mr. Hargrove, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for having me. So let me ask the first question anyone would ask in this situation. What made you want to run for this office? Well, um, it's been a long and and some people say, well, he just he just doing this because of he retired and didn't have nothing else to do. No, it was a a, a vision of mine for over twenty five years. I know how law enforcement is, is changing daily, weekly, monthly, and back twenty five years ago, it was my vision that I wanted to be the sheriff so I can go along with those changes in law enforcement and make law enforcement better, especially in our community that I've been serving for over 29 years. All right, so one of the first things I want to talk about, there has been a lot of conversation about the relationship between law enforcement and the community. Lots of different ways we can interpret that. Um, but let's break it down. How do you feel about the sheriff's office relationship with the community right now? Law, law enforcement in general 
we can do better at relating to our community just a little bit. And I want to be that sheriff, if I'm elected, to uh, combine our efforts in joining our community and making it better, making those relationships better because it's important. And, and my stand is rebuild, I mean restoring trust. We have to restore trust with our community because it's been lost somewhere down the line. It may not be directly in this city or this county, but throughout this country, the trust between law enforcement and um, our community is it's, it's, it's a struggle. We were talking. Oh, go ahead. Oh, and 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 building strong relationships and unifying our community—that's important. And if I'm sheriff, the community engagement efforts that we can uh, promote within the community and attend some functions and being part of those communities is important. And that's what we need to do those things to restore that trust, to build those strong relationships and unify our community. That's that's so important. And with that. We'll we'll be a better better agency in a better community. What are some of the ways you you would take on to sort of restore that trust? Uh, some some training, uh, more training with our uh, deputies, a lot more training because uh, we talk about uh, some of the the trust was lost during George Floyd. Mm. We, we can say that, and some things in law enforcement has to change. We have to bring in some training and make sure all our deputies and employees are trained in fair and impartial police. That's important because we all have biases and we need to know what our biases are. Uh, and fair and impartial policing teaches us that and teaches us how that w- when we enforcing these laws or we dealing with our community that we're being fair and impartial. One of the other things that, that, that really affected uh, law enforcement was uh, bystandership. I am the first one in this region when I was at the Women in Police Department to was trained to teach ABLE, which is active bystandership for law enforcement. I was the first one in this region. And that that is important because if um, we had taught that before George Floyd, maybe the incident may not have happened. And active bystandership is intervening when we see something wrong. Uh, law enforcement officers, if we're doing something uh that doesn't look right, it's okay for someone to say something or do something about it amongst law enforcement. Because in, 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 in sometimes we as law enforcement officers, if we're low on a totem pole, we don't think we can tell our superior if they're doing something wrong, that you're doing something wrong. And, that's not, and, and that is important because we should be able to, no matter if you're just coming out of rookie school or you, the sheriff or the chief of police, I should be able to come to you and say, hey, you need to stop this because this doesn't look right. It's not only help us in law enforcement, but it helps our community also. And that's so important. And that's, that's one thing that I want to do to bring back the trust and build those relationships within our community, New Hanover County. Yeah. Uh, I have heard you talk about the ABLE training at, at WPD. So you'd like to see that done at the sheriff's office? Yes, I do. Because yeah. it is, it's, so, it's, it's such an important training. And again, that will help build those relationships and restore that trust. Another struggle that law enforcement agencies all across the country are dealing with. So I'm not trying to point the finger at WPD or Sheriff's Office, but it's just attrition. You know, keeping good, talented officers and deputies on the force. You know, what are your thoughts on retaining the talented law enforcement officers? Yeah, um, 
when we talk about good deputies and good police officers, it comes with the training and the pay. We got to have um, have our deputies and our police officers um, paid for what they do. It's a dangerous job, uh, and we got to. And you look across the state, this state, um, other departments are getting paid well. We kind of behind that, and we got to get it up with them so everybody can look at New Hampshire County Sheriff's Office or the Women Police Department and say, "I want to go to those agencies because they're paying and." And, and, and they take care of, of their deputies and officers. That's so important. That's how you get good people and keep good people here in, in, in our communities so they can serve, better serve our community. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Newsroom from WHQR Public Media. I'm talking with Kelvin Hargrove, candidate in the Democratic primary for New Hanover County Sheriff. Another thing I wanted to ask about... Since August of last year, our elected officials have been talking a lot about what they've called community violence. And I'm curious about your thoughts on this and where you think the sheriff's office role would be in this issue. Um, of course, it's not, not only our community, but community violence or violence in general has is rampant across our state and our country. Uh, it's important um, that when we have it in our community, because we're such a small, small-knit community, uh, but we have to partnership with our other agencies, get more more deputies and officers throughout our community out to effectively um, enforce the laws that if, when they commit the violence, we got to get our officers out there. And we partnership with, with different task force and, and and effectively enforce these these laws. That's important. A related question then, um, how do you feel about the sheriff's office relationship with other agencies, whether that's our local municipal police departments or, you know, the state agency or federal agencies? Um, well, uh, I, don't, I don't, because I'm not there, mm. and I don't, I don't know the relationships but if I am sheriff, I know how the relationship will be when I get in the office. It will be better, and we'll, we'll partnership with not only, I mean, we're New Hanover County. We got Carolina Beach, Riceville Beach, Curry Beach, Women in Police Department. We got all these agencies. I want a partnership with all of them because all of them are part of New Hanover County, and the sheriff's office owes services to the whole county. So that would be a major thing for me to make sure that we got the right partnerships in, 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 in the sheriff's office and make sure that we're doing our community just what they expect us to do. And partnership with, with the, the state, LE, SBI, FBI, ATF. We partnership with DEA and all these things help with the crime that we got going on here. We have a, a strong relationship with those um, agencies also. So that's that's important that that we will do that. The gang issue. It's complicated. Uh, and you've probably seen more of it than a lot of people I've talked to in this room over the last 30 years. How do you feel about how it's being handled now? And is there anything you would do different if you were sitting in the sheriff's seat? Again, um, it, it 
I have seen a lot, and things have changed, just like law enforcement has changed, activities and gangs change. But again, we had to partner partner with our our other agencies to better, I guess, combat what gangs do. Uh, more more training for our officers so they know what to look for, um, to know how to interact with with uh, um, the gangs. Interact with them. I mean, you got to know the ins and outs of gangs before you know how to interact with them. If you know that, with, with more training, uh, it's important, and that's what we want to do to 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 better have more resources to deal with um, the, the the gangs that we have in our community. All right. Well, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'll have more with Kelvin Hargrove, candidate in the Democratic primary for New Hanover County Sheriff. You're listening to The Newsroom. I'm Ben Shockman. Please stay with us. Welcome back to The Newsroom. I'm Ben Shockman. We're talking with Kelvin Hargrove, who is now running in the Democratic primary election for New Hanover County Sheriff. This is something I uh, I also asked Sheriff McMahon. Um, one of the things being done about the community violence issue is the county's new department, uh, Port City United. Mm-hmm. So I want to ask, you know, just sort of in general, your thoughts about that program. I mean, it's early days, given, but. And and and, and that's what it is. It's, it's early, early in the process. Uh, different things has been tried um, around in every community, even ours. Uh, this is something new. Uh, it 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 has the potential to work, uh, but we have to see. Uh, I can't get my feel on that, but we have to see what it does because we have to try something. We have to try something. It's not all law enforcement's uh, job to do. It's our community job, and that's part of our community. If, if they have a better idea, we have to see what works first. And that's what's important, to try different things, to see what works, to save our community, to save our youth from, from destruction. And that's so important, and it's so important to me. But law enforcement can't do it alone. Mm-hmm. We had to have some prevention methods in place. If that's one of them, we have to see what works first yeah. before we make judgment on anything. Do you have any concern about the county hiring active gang members? As part of this program, we have to see do it work. We have to try different things. If we're trying to stop violence within our community, whether it's gang violence or not, who else knows it better than they? They have to have to get an opportunity. I believe in giving people opportunities. This opportunity may change their life because they can see what it's doing to their community, and maybe they don't want to be a part of that anymore. If they in other situations, they can't do that. They have to stay. But if we give them an opportunity, and that's what we want in our community, give folks another chance, an opportunity to change their lives around. And that's why that is, 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 that's going to be so important to see if that works. And there'll be less gang members we have out. Different, very different problem, on the, basically on the other end of the drug trafficking problem. <laughs> So you've got drug traffickers, and then you've got people who are dealing with addiction. I'm curious how you see the sheriff's office role in the drug abuse problem, drug addiction problem, the opioid epidemic. How do you think about that? 
again we had to we had to we had to the role is partnering with with different resources that we have in our community to make sure that we're giving effective they're giving effective treatment um for people who are addicted uh, that's that's so important we have a lot of drug treatment programs that's going on and we have to make sure that we're getting the folks into those programs as a sheriff's office because we come in contact with a lot of people that's addicted to drugs and we had to partner, partner with those resources to to make sure that those because they're citizens too those citizens are getting the proper treatment and getting these programs so whatever plan that we can come up with to to make that happen we have to do that that's going to be so important because i don't think that that we're giving enough um resources to people who are addicted to opioid and that's going to be important that we 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 steer them in that direction i asked a lot of law enforcement agents this um in your career, have you seen what sometimes gets called Narcan fatigue? Officers who are frustrated by basically seeing the same people over and over again. And if so, how do you how do you deal with that kind of frustration from the people who work under you? That's one thing we have to do because it's it's our job. Uh, I know we get frustrated. We get frustrated with a lot of things, but that's what that's what we're um, that's a service that we have to get our community. If if we if we have to do it, I mean we have to do it, so we're gonna continue to do it. We get frustrated on a lot of things. We just got to keep up beating, hoping something change. What I, what I would like to see is that maybe if we have to give Narcan to folks, maybe those are the one we need to get in those treatment. But you you know the old saying is you you can't you you can't put people in treatment if they don't really want it. But we have to try something to get if if we continue to give Narcan, we have to. I see that it's some way that we can get them in, in the treatment to help so that we won't have to keep repeating to see them over and over again. And I'm not talking about a, a, a two-day help. I'm talking about a 30-day help mm-hmm. or a, a six-month help. And we got to see that we have any resources developed that we can send them there. That's going to be so important because I know we get frustrated. We get frustrated on a lot of things, but we have to try different things to help us out. If you're just joining us, you're listening to The Newsroom from WHQR Public Media. I'm talking with Kelvin Hargrove, candidate in the Democratic primary for New Hanover County Sheriff. So last question about specifically about the the sheriff's office. Um, And I know you haven't been inside the budget meetings, but as an outsider, do you feel like the sheriff's office is being adequately funded by the county? Um, And are there changes you would make to how that how much money they get and how you would use that money? Well, uh, of course, if we're going to keep the retention down, if we're going to keep giving resources that we need to help other parts of our county, we have to be funded more. Uh, and, and, and I would hope the county commissioners would put more money and in, in so we can do those resources. We have to, and when we talk about mental health stuff, Mental health is important these days because it's, it's, it's across this country. You see it every day that mental health services are needed within our community. And maybe they're needed within the sheriff's office to help us deal with uh, cases that we get dealing with mental health. Uh, and that costs funding. A lot of things cost funding in the sheriff's office, and, 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 and we probably need a little more. So hopefully we can get it so we can keep officers here and add more uh, 
things within the sheriff's office, such as mental health workers, not just out on, on the street helping our deputies, but also within uh, the jail system too. Because a lot of folks sit, sit in, in the jail and they might need uh, some resources. Maybe the resources that they don't get outside. We get inside and maybe we can keep them from coming back, cut down on recidivism within our own county. That's 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 gonna be important because a lot of a lot of a lot of citizens and women can go through a lot. And we got to recognize that and give them the resources and services that they really need, whether it's in the jail or out in the community. And that costs money, costs funding, and you need more funding. So I would implore that the, the county commissioners give us more funding so we can do those things. Last thing, is there anything else you think should be part of this conversation about running for sheriff? Um, I'm, 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 I'm ready for change within law enforcement, and I'm the change agent. I want to make changes. I want to uh, work on the youth violence that we got on because youth is important to me. They're important. We talk about school resource officers and what we can do in the school. When I talk about communities, the school is a community. If you're working at an SO in that community, you have to be part of it. You have to engage with your community. You have to get out and talk to the kids. Let them know that you're a human just like them. Let them know you got kids and you know how to deal with kids. You know the, the issues that they may bring to the school if they feel comfortable with comfortable with you, you can imagine how that would affect the youth violence in the school. You had to put the right person in those positions. And and that's so important to me because, like I said, youth is important. They're our future, and we have to do those things and put the right people in the right places to do those things. Fair enough. So before I let you go, primary election day is on May 17th. Uh, we'll have dates for when open, when early voting and all that will be open on the page. So people, you know, April twenty eighth, April twenty eighth, early voting, early voting to May fourteenth. So whether people are filling out their early voting form or they're going to the ballot on May seventeenth, why should they vote for Kelvin Hardgrove? Um, as, as I said before, if we see how law enforcement has changed across the country, if we're ready to rebuild. The professionalism of law enforcement here in this county, restoring trust with experienced leadership, building strong relationships, unifying our community with inclusivity, loyalty, and dedication. Vote for Hargrove. If you're ready for that change, vote for Hargrove because it's so important that our law enforcement is part of our community and we need to be part of our community and show New Hanover County how much the sheriff's office cared about them with rebuild. All right. Thank you so much, Kevin Hargrove, candidate for the office of the sheriff in the Democratic primary in New Hanover County. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, that's about all the time we have for this edition of the newsroom. Thanks to our guests, Ed McMahon and Kelvin Hargrove, and our technical team, Ken Campbell and Jonathan Fernell. If you missed any part of this program, you can find it at whqr.org, along with lots of other primary elections coverage. You can also find this show as a podcast pretty much everywhere you can find podcasts. If you have thoughts or comments about today's program or ideas for a future show, email us at newsroom at whqr.org. I'm Ben Schachman. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join us for the next edition of The Newsroom.